Hey there, friends. Welcome to the Revelation Wellness Podcast. We're so happy that you've chosen to spend time with us today. We have another Revving the Word episode for you, and we think you're going to love it. But before we move on to our episode, we want you to know that you are invited. You are welcomed, and we would love to have you join us this Thursday for our new free live webinar titled Five Things You Can Only Find in Revelation Wellness Instructor Training. In this webinar, we're going to give you a behind-the-scenes look at our one-of-a-kind instructor training program that you will not find anywhere else. Elisa, the founder of Revelation Wellness, will share some of the best content from our faith-based curriculum and talk about how it might just transform your life. Now, if you've been around a little while, you've heard about instructor training, and some of you may be wondering, is this even for me? I'm not a fitness instructor. I'm not somebody that teaches classes. We have good news for you, friends. Revelation Wellness Instructor Training is for everybody, everyone. Our program will train your whole self, body, mind, and spirit, and will equip you to use fitness for a higher purpose than simply a smaller pair of jeans or abs that are a little more toned. You're going to get the opportunity to spread the gospel to the ends of the earth in the unique and special way that God has equipped and is calling you. We're also going to talk about the ongoing discipleship resources that you'll get through instructor training that will help you to get free and to stay free so that you can use that freedom to set others free in exactly the place that God has placed you, that only you have access to. We're going to talk about our core values of community over comparison, and you're not going to find that everywhere in the fitness industry, and what it looks like to become part of this crazy, amazing family. Did somebody say confetti cannons? And we're going to look at the resources and the army of support by your side that you'll get after your instructor training. We are on mission together as fitness teacher gospel preachers to change the world. So join us this Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And if you can't attend live, we'll send you the replay link. Swipe up in the show notes to register today. And now... On to our Revving the Word episode. We hope you love it and enjoy it as much as we do. Peace. Getting the playlist going in three, two, one, play. <laughs> Take a deep breath, inhale, exhale. Go ahead and like blow it out your mouth. Like you're blowing out birthday candles. Because guess what? You got another day today <laughs> on this earth. It's a gift. Look around. Take your breath. Blow out the candles of another day. What a gift. Thank you, God. God, we are so grateful. You know, God, even if we're having a hard time being grateful, thank you that you are. When we're faithless, you're faithful. When we are not grateful, you're still grateful. Thank you, God, that you are abundance, bounty is found with you. So come now. God, we need you. And we are here today because we don't want more information about who you are. We want to encounter you, the living God. So come, renew our minds according to your word. And may your word go in us as if it's brand new. Brand new, like we've never heard it before. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, so on a scale of 1 to 10... 
In terms of intensity and effort, today we're gonna we're gonna interval some. Remember, it's always an invitation. Right now, one is eyes open, laying in bed, breathing. You're alive. Ten is all out effort. I want you to be a five six. Okay, anything five and higher, you're moving on purpose with purpose. We're going to continue in the book of Colossians. We're in chapter three today. Remember the whole overarching theme of this book for us is this. Don't add on. Careful not to add on to the gospel you heard at first. So if you missed chapter one, chapter two, here's what we do. I'm encouraging you, this is our sweaty Bible study. So when we do an expository study like this, like we're going through a book, verse by verse, in sense, you know that we're gonna do Colossians three. Next week, we're gonna do Colossians four. So before we come together, read Colossians 4. Let it work on you a bit, and then you come here and we work it out. So hopefully you've read Colossians 3 already. If not, we're going to here in a second. But let's review, quick review. Colossians 1. <laughs> And two, uh, Paul was coming out of church that was falling into false teachings, tickling ears, going after things that fit their desires a little more. And so he comes in, but he starts with the beauty of who Christ is. We get that wonderful saying that he is the, in, Christ is the image of the invisible God. Paul doesn't come in and tell them, stop doing that. He reminds them of the beauty of the gospel that they received. And then he compared and addressed the foolishness of the false teaching in Colossians 2. And now he moves on to what they are to do to fortify themselves against the false teachers and the teachings. So this is now the action plan. Here we go. Picking it up in verse 1, chapter 3. You guys go ahead and start moving towards a 6-7. Comfortable work, but it's work. You feel your breath. You have to relax your shoulders. You're enjoying it. You were made for this. You could do this for one hour. Okay. Find that pace. Verse 1. If then you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above, where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Remember everyone, think in pictures. Put yourself in the story. Verse two, set your mind on things that are above, not on things that are on earth. For you have died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. Put to death, therefore, what is earthly in you, sexual immorality, impurity, passion, evil desire, covetousness, which is idolatry. On account of these, the wrath of God is coming. In these, you too once walked when you were living in them. But now, you must put them all away. Anger, wrath, malice, slander, obscene talk from your mouth. Do not lie to one another, seeing that you have put off the old self with its practices and have put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge after the image of its creator. Here, there is no Greek and Jew circumcised and uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave, free, but Christ is all and in all. 
Put on then as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience, bearing with one another. And if one has a complaint against another, forgiving each other as the Lord has forgiven you, so you must also forgive. And above all these, put on love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in one body, and be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom. Sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. And whatever you do, in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Wives, submit to your husbands as is fitting to the Lord. Husbands, love your wives. Do not be harsh with them. Children, obey your parents in everything, for this pleases the Lord. Fathers, do not provoke your children lest they become discouraged. Bond servants, obey in everything. Those who are your earthly masters, not by the way of eye service as people pleasers, but with sincerity of heart, fearing the Lord. Whatever you do, work heartily as for the Lord and not for men, knowing that from the Lord you will receive the inheritance as your reward. You are serving the Lord Christ. For the wrongdoer will be paid back for the wrong he has done, and there is no partiality. This is the word of the Lord. so grateful for your word, God. Thank you, God. Listen, as I read that, some of that stuff should have pierced you. Oh, I don't like that. Come on. Yeah? Good. We're training. Training. It's got to hit our weaknesses. It's got to address it. We can't be blind to the fact that we have blind spots, yeah? Come on, this is a good word. He's a good father. And I want you to also remember, the word of God is true. And it was written into a time, context and culture of the time matters. So I've told you guys before, we evolve in culture, right? Things change, there's no, Paul's not talking about smartphones. Facebook, Instagram, but he's always talking about the heart, the heart. So don't let your head and lofty thoughts set them up higher against the knowledge of God's love. And he writes through Paul in a time and culture where things are going on that guess what, they're still going on today. It just looks a little different. It's wearing different clothes, it's dressed up differently. And God is still the same God of love. And he wants us to be his and to not to be taken captive by false teachings. Go back and listen to Colossians 1 and 2. I told you. We are prone to change the teachings and the philosophy to meet our pain. So we gotta deal with our pain. I wasn't, I wasn't ready to be 
All right, be a seven. Take some breath. Can you smile? If you're not feeling the joy, <coughs> just stop. Seriously, if it doesn't feel like a get to, stop. You're literally damaging your brain with more striving and just putting Jesus on top like a band-aid. Every good thing begins from gratitude and rest. Accelerate. Go to an eight. Come on. Pull back. All right. So I love the big picture of Colossians 3. Everyone say Colossians 3. You're going to turn to Colossians 3 whenever you're struggling, feeling like anger, slander. You're not, you're, you're feeling bitterness rising up in your heart. Disappointment. Accelerate. Pick up your feet. Come on, it's a good day. Because Colossians 3 is an action passage. Here's what you're going to do. Set your minds on things that are above, not on the things that are on the earth. Put on the new self. Put it on. It's on purpose. Y'all, your clothes don't just happen to fall on your body. You purposely choose what you're going to wear. This is an on purpose. If you don't want to fall into the pit of adding on, live on purpose. Accelerate. Eight. Come on. <laughs> For you have died. Pull back. You have died. And your life is hidden with Christ in God. Let me ask you that question. Have you died? <laughs> Have you died? Be a seven. There's a song when I first began to follow Jesus. I, you guys, I don't know, have any Christian <laughs> playlist prior to 2000. So I started listening to some songs, and there was a song by Heather Clark. I can't remember the name. But there's a line in the song that says, I have died a thousand times. And in that point in my life, nobody was cheering me on as I was becoming a Christian. Everyone was telling me to stop it. Tone it down. Tone it down. Making us uncomfortable. What are you doing here? What are you starting a ministry? That's weird. I have died a thousand times. A thousand times a thousand. Times a thousand. Every night when your head hits the pillow, ask yourself this question. How did I die today? How did I sacrifice today? Be a seven through this entire song. If you want to walk or you want to be a six or a five, go ahead. Steady work. So we seek, seek the things that are from above, not on the things below. When I seek the things above, and when you seek the things above, we are seeking the part of us that is seated with Christ. Right? says it, verse 1. If then you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Ephesians talks about the fact that we are now seated with Him. I love it. There is a part of you in heaven right now. Actually, it's a quantum physics thing. You are fully there and fully here. Because you are fully His 
fully here on purpose to make him known. So die. Die to yourself. See people now praying. Somebody singing. All over the world, we need you. All over the world, even if you don't stay long. We will make it if you don't. Yeah. All over the world, we need you. All over the world. You are with Christ in a heavenly realism. When you seek God, you pull more of heaven to earth because you are making a connection to the part of you, to the holy and whole you, seated with Christ. And it's from that place you are satisfied and you can't be swayed by the trappings or the arguments of this world. It's in that place that righteousness, peace, and joy is happening. On this earth, trouble, slander, anger, persecution, <laughs> right? That's what happens on earth. Not, not all the time. Listen, earth is a beautiful place. Let's not poo-poo what God has called good. But we are here to pull heaven to earth. Go back and listen to my whole sweaty Bible study on kingdom. You belong to the kingdom. Everyone, push to an eight. So here's what I want for you. This is two minutes. Give me your best effort for two minutes. If you start to slide off, that's all right, adjust. Focus. Come on, right now in your body. Serotonin, dopamine, and norepinephrine. God designed your brain to squirt out these chemicals. When you get the heart rate up and you're working, plowing the field, folding the laundry, hiking, biking, on the move. Norepinephrine helps you focus. Come on. Set your mind on things above, not on things that are on the earth. Say it over and over. Set your mind on things that are above, not on the things that are on the earth. Set your mind there. It doesn't mean you check out for what's happening on the earth. Your mind is found, seated, takes up residence. Your P.O. box, kingdom of God. Keep it going, keep it going. Pull back. Well done. That's good. Listen, if you overshot it, well done. I'd rather you try more into the risk-taking side than stay back and think small. If you feel like you could have done more, next time. Because honestly, when you set your mind on things that are above, there is more available. It's true. Optimistic thinking, you'll open up some neural pathways in your brain where you can think creatively and not so critically. Set your mind on things that are above. Just think of that in your posture. Get up, upright, come on, up. You have to tell your body where to go. Get your feet to catch up to your heart because your heart is seated with Christ. Hidden 
with Christ in God. Listen to me. Listen, this is important. When you set your mind on things that are above and not on the things that are on the earth, you will not get caught up in civilian affairs. Don't get caught up in civilian affairs. Fighting for things that won't matter in a thousand years. Now, I've told you guys this. Yes, be here. Justice matters. But seek it in the ways of Christ as you put to death the old self. Anger, wrath, malice, slander, obscene, obscene talk. It's that hot burning. Come on. I know so many people right now who are building their ministry upon a burn, an anger, an injustice. And listen, I'm not saying that their mission isn't wrong, but their motive and the position of their heart, it's going to do more damage than good. Come on, go to an eight. What will matter in a thousand years is your character, your nature, who you are, mirroring Christ, His attitude, His nature, His heart. And y'all, it's found in the heavenly places. Don't get caught up in civilian affairs. We're on mission, foot soldiers, for the kingdom of God. That more of the kingdom comes to the earth through us. And Paul's making it clear. It's not going to come through the anger or the burn or the wrath or the malice or the slander. Everybody remember Jonah? We did Jonah, the book of Jonah. Does it do you well to be angry, Jonah? Come on. I'm going to go quiet. <laughs> I need to do what we used to tell our kids. Sometimes they just needed to throw a tantrum. And we would say, rock it out. Rock it out. Go ahead. Rock concert it out. You angry? Pray your anger. Go. Are you angry? Pray your anger. And when you pray, move your feet. Go. Purge. Pull back for a second. Come on, we have about two and a half minutes in this song. I want you to give me a 30 minute pull back, like way back. Breathe. Come on. Fix your eyes. Set your mind on things above. He's way more beautiful than your scars, your pain. He even comes back and shows us his scars. He shows us. Something greater than this has come. But I'm real. He understands your pain, but he has no intentions of building a monument to it or an altar. Accelerate, minute 45, do what you want with it. Just be honest. I'm not
Remember Jonah? Right mission. He was called to the right office, the prophet, but he had the wrong heart. Deal with our hearts, God. Deal with our hearts. Holy Spirit. Ask the Holy Spirit, why do I feel this burn? So you will burn for things in this world. That's a good thing. But you get the wrong heart and you will be caught up in civilian affairs. You will waste time Netflixing, getting a Facebook consensus agreement from others. If it is a heavenly mandate, it's backed by God and the character and nature of the kingdom. Go to a seven. This is what I love about Colossians 3. It's very clear. If you have an unkind thought towards another, I mean any unkind thought. I just had a conversation about this last night with a friend of mine who is, I mean, we spur each other on in the Lord. We're selling out everything for Jesus. But we had to confess. We have some filters. When we think about a situation, what rises up in us is, I don't trust. Come on. And the Lord looks at me and goes, well, maybe you should trust me. What do you say? <laughs> I don't trust. He's right. I don't. My flesh. I'm not trusting it. So I get angry. I need to protect myself. But when I trust God, the new self comes on. A compassionate heart, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience, bearing with one another. And if one has a complaint against another, forgiving. As the Lord has forgiven me, I forgive. Y'all see this? Come on, if we can get this right, you're ready for your mission. You're ready. Put to death, take off the old self, the anger, the wrath, the malice, the slander, that burn. I'm telling you, if your burn is not rooted in that name right there, a compassionate heart, it says in scripture, Jesus saw them and looked upon them with compassion because they were like a sheep without a shepherd. He didn't look on them with judgmental. What's wrong with these people? Don't they understand how much damage they've done? What's wrong with them? Come on, come on. Y'all, 50 years old. I'm telling you, been working this out with the Lord for 20 years. Because 20 years ago, I had anger. I had anger. I was so hurt. My youth left some scars on my brain. My soul, my heart, my emotions. And so I had a mission. We're going to make things right. But I was easily incitable. Come on. <laughs> Unbecoming behavior. And I could still say, yeah, but I'm on mission. And I'm a prophet. No. Prophets. Jesus completes and fulfills the covenant. And now the office of prophecy, you're just speaking about the kingdom. And sometimes the kingdom's going to give you a word of knowledge, something you, would, you shouldn't know that you know. 
because the kingdom is trying to break in. And it will come into containers that have scraped themselves out. There's no anger, there's no wrath, there's no malice, there's no side hustle. We're not caught up in civilian affairs. So God deposits himself words of knowledge, prophecy of what the kingdom's up to, delivered through the person with a compassionate heart, a kind heart, humility, meekness, patience, bearing, and forgiving. I'm telling you, it is really hard to offend me. It's really hard to offend me. It's still easy to confuse me. I will say that. Come on. Good job. You're going to pull back. You're going to pull back a bit. I want you. Good job. Give yourself a hand. Give yourself a clap. Clap something into the atmosphere. Give yourself some body language that says, yes, I'm here. I'm seated with Christ. It doesn't feel good right now, but God is good. So I've got to implore, employ and deploy my faith. Not getting caught up the things of this earth. Come on, let's name some things on the earth that won't be in heaven. Financial, greed, worry. No. What we will eat or drink. Come on. Comparison, unhealthy relationships that snag us. I really believe at the end of it, it's all relational. Somebody was hard on you, so now you're hard on yourself and others. The relationship wasn't from someone who had a new self. Come on. But listen, it's not too late for you. The whole gospel is relational. It's forming your relationship with God again, with yourself in a healthy way, and with others. That's what the gospel does. It changes us. Is, if Instagram or Facebook or the media you consume isn't changing you to more conformity of Christ, Right, because we get transformed to conform to Christ. God changes us to look like Him in our Imago Dei design, in our original design. I told you guys, you display a glory of God that no one in history, past, present, or future, ever will that snowflake syndrome there's only one of you and one God let him shine through right so if our media is not conforming us into more hope and love and joy and peace and patience and kindness goodness gentleness faithfulness self-control forgiving others time for a fast Reset. Now, if your social media or your media is giving you a heart to pray for people, pray for the day, pull on heaven. If it grieves you so you can boldly approach the throne, go on with your bad self. Just don't get caught up in civilian affairs. Kingdom. And for those of you that have a burn, your ministry is coming out of a burn, awesome. But if you can't say it or do it without anger or indignation, it's not ready to be said. It's a trap. 
don't fall for it. Verse 10, put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge after the image of its creator. Do you get that? You don't put it on one time. It's being constantly renewed. New outfit every day, new outfit. <laughs> A new outfit that from the day before you learned something because you were renewed in the knowledge of Christ. So each day you're putting on your heavenly garb. And I'd love to think of you as a soldier. Each day you got a new medal on your chest because you learned something from the day before. Hunger to know who God is so you can renew yourself in the knowledge of Him. Each day, all day, know Him so you can be you, truly you. The you where there is no Jew, Gentile, slave, free, man, woman, but all are one in Christ. Repeat after me. Father, I want to be renewed in knowledge that transforms me until I conform to you. Father, I want to be renewed in knowledge that transforms me to conform me. To look like you see it pray for it holy spirit back it up father yes yes he loves you he's loving the hell out of you it's gonna be all right it's gonna be better than all right it's gonna tr transcend what you've known on this earth know God be renewed in the knowledge of the image of your creator renew your mind and the knowledge of God every day. Do you believe that? Every day there's something for you to learn. Come on, what you look for, you find. If you're looking to learn something new on social media, you're going to find it. But if you're looking, hunger, thirst for righteousness, those who hunger and thirst for righteousness shall be satisfied. Be satisfied. Listen, you don't need to know about God so you can speak to others about God. You need to know God for yourself. To worship Him, honor Him, because that's what you will be doing in a thousand years. So that when you get to heaven, it's not this big culture shock. Come on. I want to just cross the threshold my flesh falls off of me until I get a resurrected body. <laughs> my flesh falls off me and my soul crosses that threshold and I'm not surprised by myself. <laughs> now I'm gonna fall on my face because I'm in the presence of God. But goodness, I don't wanna grieve. I don't wanna grieve. There is a part of me that I never knew because I never knew him. I want to know everything I can to know so that I can bring heaven to earth. Who's in? Who's in? Holy Spirit, come. Do a transforming to conforming work. 
Holy Spirit, come, change us so that we are not shocked by ourselves when we get to heaven. But go ahead, shock us on earth, surprise us with our ability to hold our tongue and listen. Surprise us with a thousand deaths. Verse 14, above all these, put on love. More than kindness, humility, meekness, patience, right? Because some people say, I burn for this because I love others. This is how I love, really? How, is it humble, is it meek, is it patient, is it forgiving, is it kind? <laughs> if it's not that, it's not the love of Christ which binds everything together in perfect unity. Above all, put on love. Listen, everyone, where's your phone right now? Bang, you know where your phone is. It's probably in your hand, you're right here. Man, we are not within three feet of our phone. And if we are, anxiety comes up for us. Above all, put on love. I want you to be so close to love that you get anxious when you're away from it. Come on. What would your life look like if you got anxious, you felt the discouragement when love wasn't near? Come on. So close. Verses 18 to 25, Paul goes into table manners. Remember like 1 Corinthians? There are things in scripture that are paramount. And then there are teachings that are sub. They kind of support the time and the day and what's going on in each culture. So Paul talks about rules for Christian households, wives, husbands, children, bosses, employees, it's all good stuff. But remember, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control. And it says in verse 23 of Galatians 5, that against these things, no law can stand. Come on. So what I'm saying here, Paul gives some rules here, some order. Wives, submit to your husband. Husband, love your wife. Right? Okay, great. Thank you. Rules work. Just like any of you trying to lose weight, they work to kind of get things in order and under control, but they cannot liberate. You want to transcend rules? Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control. Enter every workplace, relationship, with the fruit of the Spirit, you won't need these rules. Because against the fruit of the Spirit, no law can stand. If you want to transcend the need for household or workplace rules, walk in the Spirit. You will be walking and operating in its fruit. You will transcend the need for laws and rules. You will be walking in the ways of the kingdom, which aren't bound to civilian affairs. You will serve like a king and reign like a servant, just like Jesus. So friends, expect to be misunderstood every day. Walk around with the sword of God's word and put to death the things in you that are of this world. The word of God is your sword and the standard you raise up when the old self wants to flare up. Thank you, God, for this time. <laughs> Ooh, we thank you for the words of Paul that preached to us today and for the Holy Spirit, your rhema word, your whispering word that knows the times we are living in and the temptations of the false teachings to try and take us captive. So with your written word, your logos word, God, we praise you and thank you. And with your rhema word, 
what you're whispering and calling us into as an active, living force of love on the earth. Have your way. That they will not conflict each other, God. Your written word and your rhema word. And where it feels conflicting and we want to argue and raise up why we think we're right, Lord, woe to us, bow our hearts, and may we put our minds back in the heavenly places where there is peace and righteousness and joy abounding. Have your way on us, in us today, and move through us to bring kingdom to earth. Thank you, God, for your word. We repent of our old self, and we come now to put on the new. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey guys, some of you need to go ahead and shift over to a be still and be loved. I feel a sense that the Lord is doing something. There's been a shift, a transition for some of you, and it needs to go deep. Don't just speed bump. Don't just get on with your day and forget what God has done or said to you today. He wants a new life for you. <laughs> a new life where you live whole and free. We love you guys. Thank you. Thank you, partners. Thank you for how you partner with us on mission. Y'all, all the places. If you're not a partner with us and you've been, you're being transformed, God's meeting you here, destroy hell. Put some money back into this. Put some resource back into it. The world, 7 billion people. And at my last check, if they're breathing, they got a body. And if they have a body, it's storing pain. And if we can bring the gospel in this unique way, you are a pioneer with us. Thank you for... Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, God. Peace.